0: Welcome back to Scratching the Surface. My name is Justin, a.k.a. Money.
1: And my name is Cody, a.k.a. Junes.
0: And this week we are diving, (laughs) if you will, (laughs) diving right into Night Swim. Just recently released, I believe, on January 23rd of this year already. So a lot of mixed reviews. I think, Cody, you've probably seen a lot of mixed reviews. We will dissect the hell out of this uh we'll give you guys our complete thoughts and you know before we really get into our initial thoughts and as we dissect it we just want to thank any of you guys watching any new viewers welcome uh make sure to follow us on uh spotify apple podcast youtube you can see our faces uh as well as just the full episode obviously in general and on TikTok. make sure to hit us up there we have short clips uh from previous films we've reviewed um and just the day in the life of uh, Money and June's so and that's at scratching the surface 100 so June's initial thoughts maybe talk about the trailer i know you had a theater experience what were your did you have any expectations i should say first
1: money this was one of my TikToks i posted earlier on i think it was a month or so ago and i had night swim number four on my top five anticipated horror movies for 2024 and the reason i had it there is because of the fact that while the premise of the movie sounds exciting and seems new i just didn't know if that would be able to hold up the rest of the film you can only do so much off of that premise that we have here In Night Swim, I thought it looked good in the trailer. It was easy on the eyes. I think it was interesting. I think a lot of people probably did go to the theaters to see how this is. I was one of them. I thought the theater experience was great. We have producers here, James Wan, Jason Bloom. Obviously, a lot of backing here for the director, Bryce McGuire. However, what worried me here, Money, is I didn't recognize a single thing from Bryce McGuire. And he seems pretty new to the game. So with those things in mind, it's just a movie that you know is going to look good, but is it going to actually be good?
0: Yeah, 100%. I saw the trailer just on social media as one most likely will, or if you're anticipating it, you'll keep an eye out for it. But to me, I had initial like, I'm like, eh, the trailer looks okay. I'm curious. It's a Blue Mouse production. I'm like... You know, that gets me excited, but, you know, those can be 50 50s or hits or miss, if you will. And I'm like, "Mm, we'll see. Um, And sometimes, you know, the bar gets raised when you have a really good trailer. And sometimes a lot of, well, a lot of times it spoils the movie. I think of like Saw X, amazing trailer, but, you know, also a great movie. But sometimes when you have an overhyped trailer, like Thanksgiving, it could be kind of a shitty movie. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes you get surprised. But I did not go to uh, theaters for it. I did rent it off YouTube. Um, I know it's streaming on a few platforms, uh, obviously, in theaters. Yeah, I think, you know, my initial thoughts, too, just kind of watching it, June's, was, you know, simple cast, simple family, uh, very easy to follow. I just think throughout it, it was too slow, but it wasn't really confusing at all until probably, you know, you got to get to the second half for sure. It's one of those movies. I just didn't know if I agreed with having like a haunted, like pool, if you will. And I was so damn curious where I'm like, at what point is this or like, are we going to start getting answers? Because how do you have a haunted pool? Like something's got to be going on. It just didn't make sense. I don't know if I really like the idea of, the direction they were going in a lot of times, which we'll get into In my opinion. They could have, you know, changed it up or did something a little better, but it's kind of my just initial thoughts, dude.
1: For me too. It's, it's a visually appealing film. It looks good on the screen. Of course we have some authenticity and the plot idea. I don't think I've ever really seen a lot of horror films that have a haunted pool. So this is something that's different. The cast is okay. They work somewhat well together, the child actors did the best they could. <clears throat> I didn't care a whole lot for uh Ray, the father. The scares here money also for my reaction after watching it, I'm like, I didn't ever really feel scared. I, and that's something that is unfortunate. That's something that I'm always looking for. Of course, there's a lot of right. different ways to infuse fear into the audience, but I didn't feel really any fear here, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I love how you brought that up because fear factors and jump scares and overall feeling terrified definitely affects my score so um and before i read the movie info and synopsis we will have a table talk right about halfway through this so um stay tuned so let's get into this movie info quick based on the acclaimed 2014 short film by rod blackhurst and bryce mcguire the film stars wyatt russell as ray waller a former major league baseball player forced into early retirement by a degenerative illness who moves into a new home with his concerned wife, uh, Eve. uh, Teenage daughter, Izzy, and a young son, Elliot. Secretly hoping against the odds to return to pro ball, Ray uh, persuades Eve that the new home's uh, shimmering backyard swimming pool would be fun for the kids and provide physical therapy for him. but a dark secret in the home's past will unleash a malevolent force that will drag the family under into the depths of inescapable terror. If you, if anybody listening can just put this in their head, like, that is literally what this whole movie is. Very simple setting. The movie is literally, it's it's entirely, like, based around this pool. Like, there's so many scenes with it. Obviously, it's about, you know, that's the whole plot revolving around it. But we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So... <laughs> Uh, like we did say, uh, this is a Bloomhouse uh, production film. Um, the movie starts out in summer of 1992, so that was pretty cool. I thought, okay, we're getting like flashbacks, like something's gonna be happening here. And basically, there's this little girl. We learn her name's Rebecca later on, or Rebecca Summers, um, and she goes to get Tommy, and he's on a hospital bed. And we know that there's they're all in this house, so you know there's a relation there. Uh, and we see a nurse. She goes outside though. She spots this boat, and it's Tommy's, basically, and she, you know, you can almost anticipate something's going to happen. She's, like, she has that pool uh, net, if you will, that extends, like, 20 feet, and she's, like, reaching and reaching, can't grab it. I'm, like, all right, she's probably going to fall in. Uh, She almost falls in, and then she eventually does, and what threw me off, too... Is and I I like this at first I did but my thoughts kind of changed throughout it she she sees like an illusion of her mom and we see that with other characters uh throughout the film they start seeing illusions but again uh she gets baited by the boat surfacing again and she basically disappears and then we get our title card if you will for night swim so what were your thoughts just on the opening scene there
1: I gotta say the opening scene is probably my favorite moments from the film if i'm being honest i enjoyed it oh I bet. we get a little introduction to this ominous pool there's something lurking beneath so when you see rebecca out there trying to grab tommy's boat you're just you're like please stay away from the edge rebecca you are one <laughs> little step from falling in and who knows what happens you know that's a deep pool it doesn't take much i mean for me if i pull my hammy and i go into a pool i might not be coming back up so For a child, especially very dangerous. I like how dark the pool looked in the opening scenes. Like what's down there? What's lurking down there? I love the look of it. I also like the idea of the boat, you know, kind of going down, submerging into the pool and then slowly coming, popping back up. I thought that was really cool. Definitely a good opening. I think it's a little bit false hope for the film. I thought it Mm -hmm. it looked good I was excited where do we go from here we will see but this is a strong opening
0: yeah yeah I that's a pretty valid statement to be like yeah this is probably my favorite part of the movie was this opening scene and I could picture a theater experience that would be like really good uh in the theaters to have that so I'm going to go through two while I'm at it the cast we got the father Ray Waller played by Wyatt Russell we have the mom, Eve Waller, played by Carrie Condon. Then their daughter, Izzy Waller, in the movie, played by Emile O'Farrell. Probably butchering that. And then we have uh, their son, Elliot Waller, played by Gavin Warren. And then there's like a real estate agent. I believe that's what her role is in the movie. Uh, Kay is just her name. They call her Kay, played by Nancy Lanehan. And then we have Lucy Summers, uh, who is like the mother of Rebecca, who we see in the opening shot, played by Jody Long. And some other side characters I'm not really going to get into, but that's like your core cast. The core of this film is just this family, basically. Um, so very easy to follow, which I love. So with that dust settling, we have, you know, we get introduced to the family. We have Ray. Uh, and Eve, we learn that they're the parents, uh, and we see this family moving into potentially a new house. And we learn that Ray got hurt, and he's trying to get better. Um, and they kind of stop to look at this new house, and we see the two parents out by this empty pool. I think they visit one house, they leave, and they spot a you know another house for sale, and they go check it out. Not only uh, to know that this is the same house we got in the opening uh, shots, so. I like the simplicity of it at first and then my viewpoints kind of change and we'll get into that. And he, uh, is out they're out by the pool and he's like, man, like, you know, we always had a pool or, you know, he's reflecting on the past. Um, and Ray reaches down to try to get this old baseball. And, uh, we know that he played in the past and he falls in dude. And like that feeling of like getting trapped in that pool cover and you're just like, wrapped in it like a cocoon underwater oh that gave me like some descent vibes like claustrophobia like oh like i hated that so and apparently he had like ms uh it needs pt uh but we have like a good kind of like 15 minutes here where we get introduced and we get introduced to k2 uh that agent i believe and this first whole act and like even second act are so damn slow like there's just not a whole lot that happens like I, I want to be you know going into detail but like I feel like you know I could be very general just because of how simple it is do you agree or would you like yeah. you know or like you're
1: gonna cause... have that from some films and this is one of them it's overarching description is is pretty much all encompassing for the rest, the entirety of the film there's only so much you can really talk about for some films. And that's what we have here in Night Swim. I wasn't expecting the idea of the dad being a baseball player, having MS. It was different. I was definitely thrown off a little bit. That's not typical to see in a horror film. But it does let us know that our main protagonist, the strong father figure of the family, is susceptible to either dying or being weakened and able to be overcome by something. And we do have something, a force within this pool. And Mm -hmm. a common theme we see with Ray through the whole film is he's kind of reminiscing on his best days as a baseball player. He wants to get back to where he was, almost to this false belief that maybe I can play again someday.
0: Yeah, but basically, you know, we get introduced to the kids, like I mentioned, Izzy and Elliot. And uh, they basically end up moving into this house and get the pool fixed uh with a repairman coming out uh after some like weird black shit comes out uh and ray this is very important because i do want to talk about this very briefly but ray cuts his hand uh putting it down like the drain to like unclog it very small detail but very important for later on yeah i just think like the next things following up from that um are like the neck or that night uh is upon us, and Eve actually goes out to just go some nights, do some night swimming herself, uh, and actually sees like an illusion of Ray, which was actually pretty like fucking creepy, yeah. Um, with his cane just like standing over, and you could just see him out of the water, like when she like that was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, that like subtle, just like suspense, the way they create suspense, uh, and they did a lot of it in this movie, uh, not really with like insanely jump, like scary jump scares, but. She comes back to like confront him, which I liked. It was pretty realistic. Like, you know, they have a good conversation. He's like, No, I was here the whole time. So she has that in her head already. Like, am I like tripping out? Mm -hmm. So, and then each kind of character has this moment. uh, You know, we'll briefly talk about it coming up. Uh, And they actually have a cat too. Uh, I think I have its name down somewhere in my notes. I can't remember. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, we see the collar floating in the pool. The next it skips to like the next morning after that, and they're all like the kids are obviously sad, more sad. But the de- Ray's like, ah, eh, probably just ran off or something. Uh, we kind of hit now. I kind of like these doctor scenes, uh, where they do these quick visits, uh, because we we get updates about Ray. So, uh, the cut he had on his hand too magically healed uh literally just healed he took his band-aid off and it was healed after coming like back inside uh when the cat went missing he's like so confused so that's like another thing probably you don't think about it but you're just like what the fuck like how Mm -hmm. did this how did this happen so like the next morning ray you know goes to the doctor he gets more tests and like uh he is basically a healed man at this point like they've never seen anything like it
1: we've got that little scene there when they're at that baseball practice And they are having him hit a couple for the hell of it because he's an an MLB player. He's an MLB player. So all these kids obviously want to see him hit a ball. Yeah, He struggles on the first two. Obviously, it's been a while since he's swung the bat. But on the third one, he transforms, man. He becomes better than what he was before. And he smokes the third pitch way out into the outfield. I think he hits one of the lights at the baseball field. So like you said, it almost seems like this is a healed man.
0: Yeah, it's like he he didn't even know what he did. He's just like, they talked to the doctor and he's like, yeah, well, I do, I'm doing water therapy like twice a day. Uh, And Eve says something about a diet they're on. And she just couldn't believe it. It's such great news. They go back, I think. They kind of like celebrate or something. They're just, everyone's in a good mood. So it's good to see that. What happens kind of next is we see these coins uh, in, in these scenes too where they play a coin game they just throw coins and you go retrieve them uh, whoever has the most coins comes out victorious uh, we see that multiple times in this film and Elliot has his own kind of little scene too where he goes swimming by himself and he yes. starts seeing he sees like an illusion as well um, and we see the fir- I think this is the first time where we see this entity a dark shadow that happens a lot too Uh, throughout this film and kind of following that i don't know if you have any notes from that junes but um, i will say when we
1: have elliot in the pool there is a significant moment when he finds in the side drain there of the pool i believe he finds something that a girl named rebecca gave him what did she give him i can't remember
0: well he had an action figure I believe that like floated away and got stuck yeah. in there. Yes. yes. Are, are, you, are you talking about when he reaches his hand in and yes, pulls when he reaches out?
1: his hand into that side drain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause Ray also painted a little smiley face on a corner yes. and he stuck it to it. And then, yeah, she, he pulls some literally hair out and I'm like, what the hell? So this is like where I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. so maybe Rebecca's controlling it. Like I didn't have a clue what to think. That was yeah. my only like plausible I don't know if you're thinking throughout this film in the theater, like maybe not because you're at the theater, but like, Oh, like what, like what, how is this going to like lay itself out? And I'm like, yep. maybe she's haunting it. It would make sense. She died in it. So, um, yeah, he he goes like screaming back inside and things happen. Dialogue happens. And you know, they think he's just like being imaginative and like making this up. Where, where are you at in this point, Junes, with the film?
1: The issue I have here money Each of our characters have had moments in the pool. They were all scary at times. But I can't remember specific moments being that scary. And that is what is unfortunate. We are in this pool. This is where the evil lurks. We should be scared from these moments. And frankly, I wasn't that scared. And I don't even recall those specific moments that were frightening enough to instill that memory in me of those frightening moments. I mm-hmm. just didn't have mm-hmm. that, which is so unfortunate. Obviously Izzy's moment <laughs> in the pool, the main one in the trailer, was yeah. solid, but it wasn't it wasn't anything grand by any means. And that's the thing for me that really hurts going into the second half because I was thinking the whole time these pool scenes are going to be fucking scary as shit. They yeah. weren't. They just weren't. I I've enjoyed some of the storylines so far leading up to the first the end of the first half, but all in all just okay here money i think we're leading up mainly to a pool party
0: yeah the pool party is coming next and two i just wanted to hit on what you said too like the way they film this pool pretty good like lighting like effects the darkness the eeriness pretty good but like it it just shows shots of like the the bottom bottom floor drain like the side drain like they do coins like every little character kind of has their moment with it it involves shit with the diving board like the deep end like it just didn't hit home at like at yeah. all for me it's just it seemed cheesy like and again oh i
1: i was literally about to say the word cheesy i also thought the dialogue here and there was just kind of cheesy there was a moment when yeah he's uh when ray's lifting weights and he's like hey come here son hey throw this weight on for me i'm like, like okay that's throw, just the, so 25 I throw the 25 so on throw
0: the 25 on why the yeah. fuck put
1: that in there? He's like, go out yeah. and go out and throw a coin in there. I'll be out in a minute. Am like, okay, yeah. what a yeah. badass. Anyways, so the first half is okay. It's nothing special.
0: I think the pool party kind of iterates the second half because yes. it does pick up a little more. Um, some things start to happen with other people. So we can we can hop right into table talk here. So let's do it, brother. So for today, we will be doing surprise, surprise, another blind uh, ranking. And this time we're gonna rank uh horror movie uh franchises. And it's gonna be a good time. I freaking love these. The past two episodes we just uh did films. So yep. I had the fun idea of being like, hey, let's just rank horror like movie franchises. So um Junes, I can go you can read yours to me first if you want. Um if you're down, otherwise. Vice versa. I will read yours first money. I cannot but... wait to see
1: where you go with these. I, I love the idea because horror franchises are a huge part of this genre. And yeah. I think they, they give a lasting legacy to this genre of film that go beyond just one offs, man. It's, it's something that lasts decades and decades of, of time. And we see some franchises franchises that will continue doing what they're doing, man. A hundred years from now. I think that's a pretty fucking cool thing. So I'm really jazzed to get into this. The first one money I have for you is Evil Dead.
0: Ooh. I think very underrated. I think it gets a lot of hate. Dude, I want to put it at like two, but I got to go three. I'm going to set the bar with it at three just because... I don't know what you have in store for me. So loved Evil Dead Rise as well. Check that episode out, you guys listening. I think it's Setting a little the bit bar.
1: slept on. I think it's a franchise it I is. want to it dig is. into more because, good God, they're all so highly rated.
0: Anyways, after
1: Evil Dead money, I have for you Insidious.
0: Oh, God. Arguably some of the scariest movies people have seen. I'm going to go two just for the scare factor. I like, factor. It. I, like uh, I mean, it. that's just me.
1: I would probably give it the edge, just barely over Evil Dead. It's so goddamn close, so I can't. That's why They're I had to. They're interchangeable, th- frankly. They are. Money's got Evil Dead at three, Insidious at two. The next one I have for you, money, is Friday the Thirteenth.
0: I I'm gonna go five. Ooh, really? Well,
1: I'm no, actually I'm going four. I'm going. You are I'm going four. Slasher, Man, no, are I'm you? going four. Okay. The next one I have for you, money, is the purge
0: god dude i have the one in the five i i gotta go five i i don't i think you're gonna throw a banger in the end hopefully
1: at number two you have the insidious franchise at number three the evil dead franchise at number four friday the 13th franchise and at number five the purge money are you nervous
0: i am i you better throw a ba- I hope this is a banger. If not, dude, I, oh, well, this is it. The last one I have for you, money, is
1: the Leprechaun.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I, I've seen, because isn't there multiple films? Yeah, obviously there's multiple films. I've only seen one of them, and I don't even remember which one. Um, Damn, that
1: sucks. That's tough, money. Taking the L on the number one spot.
0: Is what it is. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna do you pretty decent here, but I hope I give you a hard time. So just like you gave me a hard time. So I have to, I have to, I have to go with this freaking poster dude I have behind me. That's what inspired me to do the yes. franchises in general. So I'm first, I'm probably gonna throw at you for your first one, Junes. I'm going to throw saw at you, the saw franchise.
1: I loved revisiting saw when we talked about saw X and I had a realization, a come to moment where,
0: cause dude, where, where do you rank this? Like there's 10, 11, 12 movies. There's ups and downs, but saw X was so freaking good lately. Like, you know, recently just came out. I mean, half
1: this of is... those films, Nearly half are nearly half pretty watchable. So I'm going to go a strong, because I really don't know what you're going to throw in here, a strong number three, because, no, I take it back. I feel like you're going to fuck with me. I'm going number two, Saw franchise, number two for me.
0: Okay. So your next one, Junes, I am going to throw Friday the 13th back at you.
1: Mm. Even though I didn't really care for the character I didn't Mm -hmm. really care for the kills that much it was just kind of sort of in a weird twisted way comforting to me I don't know why (laughs) but I'm gonna go number five I think there's gonna be something on here I like more
0: fair enough fair enough for your third franchise I'm going to throw Chucky at you and I feel like this is a very bipolar franchise with how people feel (laughs) There are people that love it.
1: Bipolar character. I know.
0: I know. Lots of people just hate it, though. I feel like
1: certainly not my number three here. That it would be a sin to do that. So I'm going Child's Play. Chucky at number four.
0: So your fourth franchise, Junes. I am going to throw Leatherface and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre at you.
1: I'm scared. So I'm going to take the safe pick here. Unfortunately, going to take a little bit of an L, but I am putting Leatherface at number one.
0: Ooh. Leatherface at one. You're going to kill me here. No. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I have to, dude. Again, I'm sticking to my poster. Halloween. Damn it. Halloween. That's
1: unfortunate. It's not a perfect list. It isn't.
0: It's the whole point of it, man. You blind rank and you just, you get surprised every time, so uh trying to hit that perfect list still haven't had that but haven't really done though, it that much but there's at
1: least one film that just totally throws the whole list on its freaking side
0: right so um that wraps table talk up with uh money in june's so um as always june's it's been a blast doing that with you i freaking love doing these um and who knows what we'll do next time maybe another one they're mm-hmm. always so fun getting back to the movie uh night swim. So I think we kind of paused right up before this pool party that they're kind of hosting quote unquote for like the whole neighborhood. Bite everybody. Bring them all over is what they say. So uh they want to make their they want to have their kids make friends. That's like a huge important thing for them because moving in the past with major league baseball if you get traded, you know, I'm sure he did quite a bit. You move around, it's hard on the kids, it's hard on the wife, whatever. Uh, We've all heard that, you know, before in a movie or two at some point. So um, they want what's best for the kids. So they want to host this party for like neighbors, the neighborhood ends up being like the whole neighborhood. It seems like and um, not a whole lot happens here. Aside from the fact that uh, Ray is like playing chicken with quote unquote, uh, I think he said like steroid Hulk or something. Uh, this giant, this jacked actually dude in the pool. Um And the, if you don't know what chicken is, you put someone on your shoulders against another person with someone on their shoulders and you head butts and you try to knock each other off. Uh, whoever's on their, on the shoulders, tries to knock the other person off and he gets possessed. Like we start seeing again. And I actually kind of like the way they filmed it as far as like the effects um, obviously, it's like CGI. I don't know if anything was practical here at all. Uh, maybe the scene with uh, Rebecca Summers' mom, Lucy, uh, with like the the tear, black tear, like that could have been practical, but I doubt it. I don't know. And he gets possessed. He the uh, the boy on his shoulders is actually the head baseball coach's son, Ty. I think is is the kid's name, and. He's like Ty, Ty, where are you? And then like, he's underwater. He jumps in, grabs him, and Ray's like full on possessed. He gets like super strength. He's like Hulk himself. Um, and they they pull him out, the the, the boy Ty out, and like it's just a huge scare. And the dust kind of settles. And I mean like that's really all I got from the pool party. The only other thing too, June's, uh, important maybe not important, but Elliot actually films the whole thing with the camcorder uh, Ray's camcorder he steals out of the garage so
1: and eve also had an experience like we've talked about so she was feeling very uncertain about doing this pool party she had a worry in the back of her mind and i love the moments when she's talking to Kay, the realtor that sold him the house and Kay reveals to her because eve knows there's something up with this place she pries a little bit to Kay. Kay, tell me what happened here i know Yes. Is is there's something off here. It might just be a suspicion. I might be just wildly off, but can you please just if there's something, tell me. And Kay does reveal that Rebecca, a child, went missing from this family. They never found her. And this kind of I would say inspires and motivates Eve to go deep diving into investigating all the history at this
0: location. And she finds a lot of history. I think this went back hundreds of years even there's a lot of people that must have died, been sacrificed died in this thing so I don't know why you wouldn't tell her in the first place in the beginning I get it if you're trying to sell a house you know it's whatever but you want to try to hide it as best as you can or something whatever like I get it the pool party's over whatever it kind of is getting dark out and they're in the car and Ray like gets possessed like it takes him over and he kind of like starts choking on like nothing i mean he wasn't eating anything he wasn't drinking anything he just starts like suffocating and they all start like freaking out they have a scare in the car with him um and this entity again is just like controlling him and uh they bring him back home he's just in bed and he's like expressing how bad he wants to go back in and she's like no like you just almost like died twice today like what the fuck like no like stay in bed like we need you to just stabilize you they keep mentioning you know getting them stabilized whenever something happens and uh see what they can do as time comes really eve starts to research rebecca summers at her uh work basically at the school and she basically goes to visit a lucy summers again played by jody long who's rebecca's mom June's what did you think of, you know, the Hodgepodge stuff kind of between there and this whole scene um, with Lucy basically cuz obviously vital critical um we learn then I mean like this is a huge part of the plot too so
1: it confirms the suspicions that you've had when she was investigating and when we get to yeah. the house there and they're talking It seems as if Lucy has good intentions. She seems like a nice woman. Everything is totally fine. She's living in this nice, fancy house. She's talking about her son, Tommy, who has went on to do really good work. I can't remember if he worked for the government or what he was doing, but he was very successful. Yeah, And we saw Tommy was the boy in the opening scenes of the film. He was the one that was suffering with some kind of ailment. He looked like he was potentially on his deathbed. He, like you said, needed nurses to keep him alive. So, we are slowly revealed by Lucy that for Tommy to survive, a life had to be taken. And it gets more ominous the more the dialogue progresses. And she reveals that she was taken, Rebecca was taken by this entity, and Lucy knew about it. Lucy pretty much was kind of the instigator on the whole thing. And she was saying that in order for someone to live, you have to give a sacrifice. Yeah. And this is when we start seeing the effects, the digital effects transpiring, the black veins, the black teardrops coming out of Lucy's eyes. These are actually pretty frightening moments. I thought they were, I thought they were quality. Definitely shocking for me. Eve now knows all bets are off. My family's at risk. I have to go back. We have to try to fix this thing. And we have some good moments here in the final act that are enjoyable between the family members. Obviously, they all want to survive. I think we have some really good moments at the pool, specifically.
0: Yeah, this whole scene, dude, was obviously vital. Uh, like you said, all bets are off. Like we know, she, quote unquote, Eve was uh, scratching the surface, getting to the bottom, <laughs> getting to the bottom of this. Uh, she, she figured it out, dude, and it all confirms everything she had suspicion about. So. She knows uh, she's got to get back and somehow, you know, this is this too, dude. I was like, h- like, how is she going to convince anyone of this? What just, what the hell just happened to her? Like, is anyone going to believe her? Are they going to move? Like, she's going to get back and like, just tell every, you know, tell the family, like, or just have a conversation with Ray. Like, I don't know. Like, I was very curious to see what was going to portray now.
1: The issue I have here, Money, is some of the choices made are highly questionable. Why in the world, if you were Eve, I understand that you're trying to figure this out. Why would you leave your family with the father, Ray, that you know is struggling and potentially could have your children at risk? I don't know why she would do that. I thought that was a highly questionable decision. just doesn't make sense. I don't know if it's just to progress the plot. That probably is why. But I don't think it's well placed. I just don't, I don't understand it. And when she gets back, I believe Elliot was in the pool and he was swimming into it.
0: Yeah. We see that Ray is like, we have a cool short, short, like, it's almost like if you blink, you'll miss it. But like a few seconds of him, like, getting full on, he's like full on now, now possessed. Um, Cause he's like groaning almost doing that choking thing in the shower. And then he's like, and he like stands still, like he's recuperated. And it's like, Boom. He's like fully taken over. So, um, and dude too, we see Izzy. Now we got a cool, I think this is probably my favorite scene, this little chase scene in the house. Um, he basically is possessed, like I said, and we see, uh, like I think it was Elliot. He had a glass of water and you can actually see like black little droplets in it too. Like even the house water's infected from Ray, like taking a shower and the pool just being the way it is. He hears cider and he's out on the diving board. He thinks it's the cider's on the floaty. We see a cool, like, female, actually, like, entity uh, hop it and pull him in and trap him in that, too, like the tarp from Ray earlier in the beginning. And he gets sucked under. And we have, like, a 10-minute scene now with, basically, to sum it up, Ray chasing Izzy in the house. And then uh Eve running out to try to save Elliot. So these two things are happening simultaneously. Um, and the the chasing with Ray and stuff is probably my favorite. If I had to pick, um, and we eventually see all the people that have died uh in that pool as, you know, entities or people floating around in there swimming with her. Dude, to me, this just like it's like simple to follow it just like a part of me just like seemed so like thrown off by some of the decision making and like it didn't make sense to me at all like how they went about this uh because to me it just seemed like a lot of dull dull things happening and it wasn't that scary
1: i'll just say at the theater i had to piss really bad halfway through the movie in the theater but the fact that i was even checking my phone beyond that frequently to check the time just goes to show how i was feeling i think a lot of the chase scenes with ray and izzy while somewhat frightening and impactful yeah just weren't that great i like the idea somewhat of there being an ocean underneath this drain almost another separate pool where the the people are trapped all these lives that have been taken by this entity I, i think that's kind of cool. But just for me, it's not resounding enough. It doesn't have enough weight. And I think it just kind of overall for the ending, there's just not a whole lot of lasting effect. And for me, I also think the sacrifice we have coming up here just also is not containing enough enough substance for me to care.
0: Also, I w- I need to touch on this for my sake. Izzy, when she's locked in the garage, of course, cheesiest thing a shot it pans to the wall of the baseball bat dude so I'm like, stupid i'm like oh Who my cares? god like oh here we go big league slugger coming out <laughs> to you know the irony in it it's just like dude and also what pissed me off was they basically beat the entity out of him with like a couple swings from izzy to raise stomach or ribs yes. whatever and he bit be- and then they pukes it out you know classic like oh you're possessed you puke it out what like we've seen that in the conjuring and shit but like he she just takes a few swings and then eve's like no 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 let him i think he's better and then all of a sudden he's like better and then he's like i know what i have to do walks in has an off-screen death and then like the next day is here already i'm like what the fuck's going on and then the the next day's here and I'm so confused, and they uh basically the way the movie wraps really wraps itself up is they fill the pool in with dirt, they drain it first, and then they fill it in with dirt. They decide to live there because that's what Dad would want, and um they I mean they consider moving, but no one like you know, but they're like oh we don't want anyone else to suffer. That's what Dad would want. We're gonna stay what and like none of them have any emotion like remorse towards the father it just is all over the place at the very end um i just i think it was a terrible ending but like smart move obviously to prevent altercations in the future with any other families um so it's it's a bold move but um again hardly any emotion at the end we don't even see ray like you know he's just gone like we never see him again um they they do end it i think with like a tape recording of um him reflecting on his kids his love for them i don't know man like again i said that from the beginning i'm like this could have been a way better ending but when you have a haunted pool i'm sure directing this was was difficult in terms of how are we gonna wrap this up
1: doesn't make sense the fact that all it takes is a couple swings of a bat to knock this entity out that's just so stupid to me <sighs> there's just no care there's no investment for me at the end i don't know that's just my my ultimate thoughts on it you can think of words but that's just all there is to it and i think a lot of people probably feel the same and that's why i am so goddamn curious to see what the scores are here we do our best to avoid looking at the scores on rotten tomatoes yeah. on imdb we do our best as well as not knowing what each other's scores are. So I'm very, very yep. curious to see what we have.
0: Rotten Tomatoes, as of now today, has an audience score of Night Swim releasing this year at a 42%. Okay. Wow. Critic score of 22%. Holy crap. Yeah, not good. This is this is not good from a Bloomhouse production. They've seemed like they seem like they've been striking out lately and I can get into mine. It's just, this was horrendous, dude. So slow, terrible pacing. Everything was predictable, even from a, a scenes with scares with coins, the diving board drains, the standing on the edge. It's like, this felt like an amateur movie, like a 10 year old could see it and know what's going to come. And I knew from the beginning, like this was a very, going to be a very questionable movie, very skeptical, even based off the trailer. The trailer did do a pretty damn good job. Um, cause they did, they did have that scene with Izzy and Ronan, her like swim team crush, whatever boyfriend. And, um, they played Marco Polo. And that was actually a pretty good scene. Like it was, I don't think it was that hyped, but like it was just, it was okay. Like you said, uh, it was just okay. So, um, and just and just the ending dude like because i'm sitting here watching i'm like three quarters in we get the pool party whatever ray has his moments the way it does end, just really i get it like it's a curse you gotta sacrifice someone but like it could have been so like it could have been so more intriguing uh there could have been a lot more action um i will probably never watch it again uh to be quite frank I I know I'm roasting the shit out of this and maybe (laughs) you didn't get those vibes from me in the beginning, but you know, we got to have our dialogue. We got to share our opinions. So, um, night swim, dude, it's just not good. So, um, with all that negativity, uh, being said, I'm looking at our previous ranks and movies. I'm going to probably dude, I'm placing this with a ranking. Of four point one. <laughs> I'm right with the audience. Not with the critics. The critics are I mean, again, they're twenty-two percent. Like they cut my score in half, you know. That's crazy. Literally. And um yeah, so Junes, I dude, I know you can be a hard critic sometimes. I I don't think from what we talked about and if we have similar thoughts, I don't think you really enjoyed this movie as much as you'd like to as well. So
1: I will just start this off by saying I have a hard time going under a three for movies. They have to be very, very bad. Just absolute trash. I don't think Night Swim is that bad. I don't think it warrants a 22%. That is very, very harsh. While I understand why you would give that for the critics, I just can't in good conscience put it that low. I think here we have a initial plot that's creative. It's authentic. We have a pool that has this entity that can capture uh, people and consume them. I think that on a surface level is, I think, interesting, intriguing Mm -hmm. enough to get me to go and watch this film. The pacing is just very middling. The dialogue is just straight up cheesy at times. We've mentioned that word a few times. And I had no investment in the characters. I really, outside of Eve, the mother, I could could have cared less about what was going on. The stakes just were not high enough for me. The scares were not impactful at all, frankly. I thought the look of the entity was just a questionable choice. This fat kind of looking, I don't know what you would even call it. It was just a fat dude with some slime. He didn't look scary at all to me. There were some jump scares here and there that, I will say I, I jolted maybe once or twice in the film, but that was it, man. And none of it yeah. was actually truly frightening,
0: And you're in which a is theater unfortunate. Too. Yeah, like you're in a theater, which
1: helps the experience, but you should be jumping, man. If I only jolted once or twice, I mean, come on. And then we have an ending that is just so, so dumb, honestly. Yeah. We're making decisions just to further the plot. That's all it was. We're making just decisions that logically are not sound but progressed the film to its final end. And the final ending was just not logical at all. It was not sensical for the dad to just sacrifice himself with no emotion and then to have the family move on (laughs) like nothing happened, I think is just stupid. For me, Money, I understand the ratings 100%. I'm going to go a little higher than you here. I'm going to go a four or five. And this was an absolute miss. It was still fun talking about it. I always love not having any clue what your score is going to be. We were close here, and we mm-hmm. still have not matched on a score. I'm waiting for that day to happen. It may never happen. Who knows? Eh,
0: who knows, dude? Uh, for all of our listeners, thank you. Uh, stay tuned weekly uh, for our episodes. So, and make sure again: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, TikTok, at Scratching the Surface 100. Check them out. Stay tuned. Uh, we appreciate y'all june's it's been a pleasure the pleasure of my life money so with that we've been scratching the surface with night swim i don't recommend it but you guys have a good day love you